It's easy to go to the big box stores and purchase the fertilizers you need right now. But what happens to your fruits and vegetables when you can't do that? Let's talk about an organic elixir that will supercharge your plant's growth. That's right, we're about to uncover the secrets of this liquid gold and learn how it can revolutionize your gardening game. Hey, this is episode 786 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. It's all about loving your people, getting prepared, and living free. I'm Todd Sepulveda, a regular guy living in the suburbs who understands the need to be better prepared for the future. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top preparedness articles from around the internet sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me a Coffee link to the top preparedness articles is in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. Thanks for hanging out with me on this one. Hey, before we get started, I want to give a couple of shout outs to a couple of people who purchased coffee for me, bought me coffees over at buymeacoffee.com. So Gary bought me five coffees. That's a lot of coffee. Gary, thank you so much. I always appreciate your support. And Brian bought me three coffees. And so uh, I greatly appreciate that as well. Uh, you know, all that coffee, I'm going to be pretty wired <laughs> maybe on this uh, this specific episode. No, I appreciate that. And uh, thank you for your support, guys. Hey, this episode uh, or this article that I'm reading on this episode actually was one that I shared out on the Top Preparedness articles this last week. And uh, it's called How to Make Compost Tea with Ease and How to Use It Like a Pro. And it comes to us from oldworldgardenfarms.com. I've shared many articles of theirs throughout the years. And as I was looking over this one and, and going through this one, I realized because I thought it was a great one, and I think this is important, um, I realized that they've started their own podcast as well. So if you are interested, I mean, of course, you're listening to this podcast, but if you want to listen to a good uh, you know, gardening podcast, then you want to go check out their podcast. So Jim and Mary have one called the simple garden life podcast. Uh, and, uh, I think they, they have eight episodes out. And so they always put out really great articles. So you want to go check out what they're doing over there. All right. So like I said, this one's come to coming to us from old world garden farms and it's about compost tea. So I'm going to go through this one but then I also have some other ideas and some other things to, to think about and things where if you're uh, really interested in this and you want to dive a little bit deeper, you can go into uh, some more research because really it's endless. And the reason I, I kind of think about this and, you know, I, I think about the here and now, and that's one of the main reasons why we prepare, because there's always some situation that happens that, you know, we need to be prepared for right now that's happening. I mean, Murphy is always around, around the corner, but then also I, I go to what happens if you can't go to the store? What happens if you, if there's really shortages and, and all that different kinds of, I mean, you know, if you, if you listen to some of the people out there with the global supply and where fertilizer is coming and those different kinds of things, then you want to have some options. If, especially if you're into like, Hey, I want to up my gardening game. I want to make sure that I can, uh, you know, grow more fruit and more vegetables and all that kind of stuff. Well, then if you're used to just going to Home Depot or Lowe's or any other hardware store, big box store, and you're used to getting your fertilizers there, what do you do if you can't get that? And so this is a really uh, simple way 
to to deal with that. And then, like I said, after I read this article, I'm going to go into a couple of other ideas that you might you might uh, want to look into even further. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in. There is simply no better way to power your plants naturally than by using compost tea, especially when you consider you can make it at home without any special equipment and entirely for free. Compost tea is quite simply magical, made from two simple ingredients, compost and water. It truly is an all-natural wonder. Not only can it power annual flowers, vegetable plants, and herbs, but it's also excellent for energizing perennials, shrubs, and even trees. Compost tea works its magic by feeding plants in two unique ways. First, it supplies nutrients to a plant by absorbing it into its roots as the liquid tea soaks into the soil, but it also provides energy to the plants by soaking into its leaves as well. This double dose of power certainly allows the all-natural fertilizer to work quickly, but what really makes compost tea incredible is just how balanced and powerful its nutrients are and how easy they are for plants to absorb. So compost is loaded with all types of nutrients, and all of those nutrients are in their purest form, having slowly decomposed into a light, sweet-smelling, humus-filled substance that many gardeners refer to as black gold. From nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium to calcium, magnesium, sulfate, and more, compost contains all of the major nutrient players that plants need most for good growth and production. In fact, the long list of nutrients is exactly why compost is so good for adding into planting holes to help power plants. But when you soak compost in water, all of those amazing and perfectly balanced nutrients leach into the water. And when they do, they create a liquid fertilizer that oozes with fast-acting, 100% organic power. But perhaps what just might make compost tea truly amazing is that it's so easy to make at home. And if you happen to have your own compost pile and a supply of fresh water, you can make as much as you need entirely for free. We've been making our own compost tea at home now for over 12 years. And in spite of what you might read on the internet, it doesn't require special tools or fancy aerating pumps to make a powerful fertilizing tea. In fact, to make our tea, we use a simple five-gallon bucket, a stir stick, and a strainer, along, of course, with a few shovels full of compost and water. Can pumps and air percolating tubes be used to make it? Certainly. But at the end of the day, by simply allowing your compost to soak in the water for a few days and stirring it once or twice a day, you will end up with the same powerful fertilizer the fancy pumps can create and with far less mess and work. So one thing is for sure, the simple method below works. We know this because we have watched its power power our plants to amazing heights year after year. With that in mind, here is a look at how to make your own incredible compost tea, along with how and when to use it to power up your vegetable garden, flower beds, hanging baskets, and potted plants. So to create your own tea, begin by filling a five-gallon bucket one-third full of compost. It is best to use a completely finished compost. Mature compost is best because its nutrients are completely broken down and will absorb quickly and more easily into the water. If you don't have readily available compost, you can also use commercially bagged compost. The key to making a good tea is no matter what you use, make sure it is pure, 100% fully aged compost. And so there is a, a link here to Charlie's bagged compost if you want to look into that one. So once you have the compost in the bucket, 
Fill it with water to within an inch or so of the top of the bucket. It is important to use well water or distilled water. Unfortunately, treated municipal water can have chlorine and other chemicals that can negatively affect the balance of nutrients. In some cases, those chemicals can harm the plants you put the tea on as well. The same goes for water that is coming from a water softener as well. One of the things that I know like my father-in-law does is he uh, has like a big rain barrel and he uses just water from the faucet, from the city, whatever, municipal, uh, you know, water plant, water treatment plants. But uh, he lets it burn off, let, lets it sit and lets the chlorine and stuff burn off, right? And so you can do that if you, if you need to do that. Um, if you happen to collect rainwater, that is another great option in place of well or distilled water. We have been using the water from our rainwater tanks for years and love it for making our fertilizer tea. So that's another solution, definitely, if you have rain barrels uh, connected to your gutters. So once you have filled the buckets with compost and water, stir up the mix for a few minutes with a stirring stick. This helps release the compost nutrients into the water. The process is very similar to dunking a tea bag to release more tea into your drink. Continue stirring a few times each day over the course of a five-day period. Each time you stir, it helps to release more nutrients. This is where some compost tea makers will tell you to insert an aerating pump to help keep the water active. To be completely honest, we have tried both methods many times as an experiment. Not once have we ever noticed a different than difference than one tea being stronger or better than the other. Both methods work, so for us, choosing the simple stirring method makes the most sense. After five full days, the water and compost mixture will be charged full of nutrients and ready to go. To use, simply strain the compost mixture using a mesh screen or strainer. Toss the used compost back into your pile to recharge and your liquid is now ready to use as compost tea. As you will see below, fertilizing tea can be used on a wide variety of plants all over the landscape. You can store the tea for up to a few months in a sealed container. For us, that is never a problem because we use it so much. It never seems to last. When storing, simply place it out of direct sunlight and keep it capped to hold in as many nutrients as possible. This also will help avoid evaporation. Now you're ready to fertilize, and with that in mind, here's a look at some of the best places and ways to use it. So for vegetable plants, compost tea is the perfect all-natural fertilizer for vegetable plants. When using in the garden, apply every two weeks once transplants or seed crops have become established. Water each transplant with a quarter gallon of compost tea, being sure to soak the leaves a bit as you do. This will help the plants absorb the nutrients via the foliage as well. And when watering, it's best to apply compost tea early in the day or in the early evening. Unfortunately, watering or fertilizing during the heat of the day can scorch plants with the sun's rays and the fertilizer combo. So for hanging baskets and containers, compost tea is sensational for keeping containers and hanging basket plants thriving. Simply water with the tea every five to seven days to give a, to give a small boost to plants all summer long. Do this in place of regular watering. In addition to vegetable plants and container plants, compost tea is a great boost for annuals and perennial flower beds too. Just as in the garden, apply every few weeks to keep plants supplied with a steady stream of nutrients. Here is to making your own amazing fertilizing tea with compost and powering your plants like never before this year. Happy gardening, Jim and Mary. All right, guys. So like I said, um, they have uh, great articles over here, a lot of great stuff. Uh, even They even have a Facebook page if you're on Facebook and you want to go check that out. 
All right. So one of the things I was thinking about, you know, when he said that there is a, you know, it's kind of like making tea. One of the things I was thinking about is like, okay, well, it would be really cool to not have to even strain out the compost afterwards. Now, if you're putting into a sprayer, of course you can, you, you know, you're going to have to strain it out. Um, you could just use a cup and just kind of just grab the water and just kind of go from there. Now you're carrying around the bucket if, you know, if you, if you want to do that, but that's something that you can do. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about, like, again, referencing the tea is buying a big mesh bag, like a fine mesh bag. And I went to Amazon just to kind of go see what's out there. And there's tons of different kinds of bags for all different kinds of reasons. But one that was like in a big bucket was a brew bag. Now I don't, I'm, I'm assuming that is beer or whatever you're, you know, you make, if you're into that, um, it looked like it was in a big, in a big bucket. And so I'm like, okay, that would be kind of cool. It's like you put the compost in there or whatever you're going to use, put that in there. And then you just, to stir it, you're just like moving that bag up and down. And maybe that would work. I don't know. And that way you don't have to strain everything out. Because for me, you know, that would be the issue is like straining it out into another bucket and, and dealing with all of that kind of stuff. But uh, that's just kind of an idea there. So the thing is, is that there's a lot of other ways that you can make liquid fertilizer so it's just not compost i think compost is going to give you a lot of nutrients and it's going to uh to really work out really really well so if you have your own comp compost pile and uh, you have like water like he was saying there i mean it's free um the reason i put uh cheap or free is maybe if you wanted to use a mesh bag then you know that's going to cost you i think you could buy those two brew bags for uh, there's two a two pack for like eight dollars and uh, to me, I think that would really be worth it, not having to deal with all the mess of, of straining everything out. But one of the other things that I remember, and, I, and I've done this before, uh, back in the day, and I can't remember, I went to go look for the guy's name, and I can't remember. Uh, he seemed to, he was like a, a young guy, and he would do videos, and he had, um, he had a website. And I would link to his stuff on Prepper website all the time because he just had really great gardening stuff and he just wasn't gardening. He would do all kinds of things, but mostly focused on gardening. And he talked about using leaves for your, for, uh, making, um, uh, you know, a liquid fertilizer. And I just, I just remember trying it. Now, here's the thing. You got to let it cook a lot longer. So the compost tea is like, you know, five days, five to seven days, you're good. And then you can, you can go after it and you can have a couple of different buckets going and, you know, start it at different times, depending on how much you need. But the leaves, they need to cook a lot longer in there. And they're really, I mean, when you, you know, you, you close it off, you know, you, you put a lid on top of it. And then when you open it up, it was really, really smelly. And I remember straining. This is where, this is where the straining part sucked really bad is, uh, it, you know, it was all over the place and it smelled really bad and it got on my, on my hands. And so it took a while for that to come off. So again, if I was doing this here, I would do a, a mesh bag and I think that would just be so much easier, but you just, you just leave it in there and it just cooks and uh, it, it's something that you can do. So if you were going to use leaves, of course, you're going to gather a lot of leaves and you want to make sure that they're healthy. That there's no pesticide on them or anything else like that. So if you, I mean, they're your leaves, you know what they're, what, you know, what you do there, you can shred or chop them up and into smaller pieces. And this helps to accelerate the decomposition uh, de uh, process and makes it easier for the nutrients to, to leach into the water. So, I mean, that's, that's easy to do, especially if they're older, 
older leaves and it's easy to crush up right um, and then you're going to you know create that leaf pile inside of a bucket you're going to add water you know as as high as you can go and you're going to stir it up and you know continue to stir it up every once in a while and let it sit for a while let it decompose again it, it's going to take several weeks even months for this to happen but depending on i mean you could have a couple of buckets going I mean, my leaves, my trees drop leaves. I mean, I, I, I can fill up, you know, so many bags. It's not even funny. So, I mean, having just a bunch of five-gallon buckets ready to go uh, would work and some, some cheap lids to go. Or even if you're buying whatever from, you're buying like, uh, you, you go to Walmart or you go to like a bakery and they, they give away the uh, the buckets. You can even use those. And a lot of those come with lids already. But then you got to strain, you know, after after a couple of weeks of it cooking, you're going to strain, dilute, dilute it out, and then you're going to apply it. And depending on how strong it is, and I mean, all of these, the compost, the compost one, you, you really did, they really didn't talk about diluting it. But all the other things that I'm going to be talking about, you really probably need to dilute it. And so uh, one of the things that I was, as I was going and I was looking this up again, I was trying to find the guy that I, that I first learn this from um, i couldn't find his i just can't remember the website or the youtube channel but anyway it's like a what i have found recently was a one to ten ratio so you're going to dilute it with you know one to ten fertilite liquid fertilizer to water because you it's going to be really really strong and that's the thing is you apply it the same way that we talked about on the compost tea is applying it you know to the roots you can apply some to the foliage but just make sure that you dilute it you don't want to use it the way it is and again you probably want to use some gloves you want to be really careful with it because it's going to be really really smelly but there's other other types of liquid fertilizer that you can make so we talked about compost tea we talked about leaves you can make manure tea now you know some people are like oh what are you talking about it's the same kind of idea of you know compost tea but it's just manure tea and it's got to be well aged manure and you just can't be like you know you got to make sure you you know anyway so you, you got to be smart about this but if you were if you were desperate you could use this and was a one part manure to five parts water and let it steep for a few days to several weeks and then you strain it out and you kind of use it the same way. Um, again, it, it needs to be manure that like you know where it's coming from. Um, you know, like if you can get some from some cows or horse manure, or whatever. Uh, you, you don't want you don't you, you definitely. I mean, I, I know I sh- shouldn't have to say it, but you don't want to use human humanure, which that is a thing. People do use that. Um, there is there's people that do it. It just like you have to let it cook for a long, long time. You got to let it, and I say cook, but you got to let it sit and decompose for a long, long time to make sure that there's no disease and stuff in there. There's actually a humanure, you know, a book that's out there that you can, you can buy. I think I've talked about that before in the past and uh, in past episodes. I'm pretty sure I've talked about that, but anyway, all right, too much on that. I'm going to jump to their seaweed fertilizer. If you live by the coast and there is seaweed. I know when I haven't been to Galveston in a long time, but there's times where it's like, oh my gosh, the seaweed is just so nasty. And there's so much, you couldn't even see the beach. But if you live by the coast, you can go pick up seaweed and you can use that. And it's the same idea, right? You're going to rinse the seaweed really well to get the salt water out and any sand and all that kind of stuff. But then you just soak it for a few weeks and you get a great liquid fertilizer that you can use. 
Um, if you grow comfrey, you can make comfrey tea. And so comfrey is known for, I mean, comfrey is so good and it has so many nutrients and it has some great content in there. And you can use it to make homemade fertilizer as well. Some people will just like pull the leaves and just let it decompose just right on the ground itself. And you can do that, but you can make a tea as well. And it's the same kind of idea. You put it in, you cover it, you know, put it in a bucket, you cover it with water and let it decompose for a few weeks, stirring it around and then pulling it out, straining it. If you're, you're not going to use a mesh bag, Todd's idea of a mesh bag. Um, but you know, there you go. It, in that, Comfrey tea is going to be really rich in like potassium, phosphorus, and nitrogen. Um, one of the ones that uh, I've seen recently, and even my dad and my brother had, had uh, talked to me about it, was the banana peel fertilizer. So uh, if you are on Facebook or any kind of social media, there's a guy who does videos and they're like two-minute videos, one, one and a half to, to two-minute videos. The, the Facebook page is called Creative Explain. And this guy is like, if you... If you if you were nervous at all, you had anxiety watching his videos would like really kick that in because he's like moving all around and he's just like some people I have seen some of the uh, the comments on his videos is like could you not move around as much you know and I'm like that he I watched a uh, a video when he talks about this he goes if I didn't do that if I wasn't like cutting the different scenes and and making it so chaotic people would not watch it. And uh, he's become very, very popular. He's got a couple of books out out there, but he talks about how to how to use all different kinds of you know the latest one that I that I watched was like a strawberry, you know, using a strawberry and and uh, making you know strawberry plants out of a strawberry, and um, it looks pretty cool. And so anyway, um, you can go look at his stuff there, Creative Explained. I believe he has a YouTube channel and you can go check that out. But anyway, my dad and my brother were talking about the banana peel fertilizer thing because he was he was doing it. And uh, so, you know, you take banana peels. It's a great source of, of potassium and you just chop it up and you let it steep in water for a few days and you stir it around and you strain out the, the banana peels and you can throw that into your compost bin. Uh, but then you have liquid fertilizer for your plants you know you dilute it of course and um and you apply it and so you're giving you're giving your plants you know potassium potassium that that they need another thing that you can do is epsom salt and so there's epsom salt solutions that you can make which will give a lot of magnesium sulfate and put a lot of magnesium into your your plants of course you want to make sure that you know you're diluting it and all that kind of stuff but you can use that as well there was an article that I found um, over on. Let me see. When I was on, it's called the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners website, and it's uh, mofga.org, and it talks about let leaves feed your soil. So if you want to go and and talk about that, that's not just something you know, the kind of like weird that people do. I mean, this is like you know. Um, you know, mean organic farmers and gardeners. I mean, it's, it's legit. You can go out there and check it out. And then there was another article that I found on ruralsprout.com that had, uh, you know, 10 liquid fertilizer teas made from weeds and plants. And so, um, 
I mean, they have all different kinds. Vegetable scrap, compost tea, green tea, tea, comfrey tea. We talked about that one. Seaweed tea. We talked about that one. Grass clipping tea. So you can do that. Nettle tea, dandelion tea. Some people drink that for a drink. Uh, yarrow tea, uh, borage fertilizer tea, and then general weed tea. Just pulling the weeds you know, the weeds are growing and they're taking up your nutrients from your ground and, and from your soil. And then you can, uh, you know, take it back from them, right? You know, just put all your, put all those weeds into a, to a, a place. You got to make sure you strain it right. But, um, you know, you can take back those nutrients and, and add it back to your soil. So I'm going to include, you know, these, these different articles. I'll even, uh, link to creative explained on Facebook. I know a lot of people don't are not on Facebook, but if you're there, you can go follow his channel. Um, I think there's uh, some cool stuff there. Maybe his YouTube, uh, his YouTube channel. If I can find his, uh, actually he has, he has a website, creative I'm going to link to that. And then you can decide where you want to go from there. But, uh, I think, you know, there's a, a couple of different resources you can go look at. And I think it's just smart to have some of these things that even if you don't, use them on a regular basis and you know maybe with people cutting costs and things from people trying to save money that might be one of the things that you do especially if you already have a compost pile it just makes sense to to kind of do this but if not at least you have it in the back of your mind uh you know for for something that if something goes down and you need to fertilize your plants and stuff like that you know you want to take care of your soil you want to make sure you you have fertilizer you want to make sure you have what you need if you're going to depend on growing growing fruits and vegetables and things like that and not only that just making it easier saving money i mean it just makes sense right so uh anyway look guys like always i'm going to link to all these different articles and the resources um this you know i, I want to give you some good resources that you can you can go and check out and then if you're listening to other podcasts you want to you want to listen to a podcast go check out the one from old world world garden farms it's always hard to say that uh, old world garden farms farms uh, i can talk their podcast is called the Simple Garden Life Podcast, and uh, go check that out. Uh, you're going to listen to some really great episodes because they always put out great content. All right, guys, that's it for episode 786. If you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you my blackout checklist to know what you should do before, during, and after the lights go out. And guys, with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.